Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. We did uh, a little keener to start the show as the Rangers fall short in his debut. And look, you just saw a team that was, you know, they, they gotta, they're going to need time to gel, especially the power play unit. That's the most important thing with Patrick Kane, the new addition. Rangers 0-4 on the power play, including a five-minute major. So once you knew they didn't take advantage of that, uh, you kind of felt like it might be a, a rough night for him, and it's a bad loss. No way around. It can't lose to the centers at home like that. But either way, Rangers lose in Kane's debut. It's going to take a little while for them to get acclimated with you know Kane and that new line and the power play unit and all that stuff. And they're shorthanded without lingering, without uh, Keandre Miller for the moment. Talking some baseball as well, whether it's the WBC and allowing Major League players to play in it, whether it is Mets, Yankees lineups here, whether it's the prospects. Volpe and Beatty and Alvarez and Mauricio, lots of Peraza, lots of prospects for both the Mets and the Yankees on teams that have high payrolls and a lot of superstars. Still, a lot of the focal point has been on the young players this spring. You can't put too much stock in the spring training numbers, but it's nice to see some of the guys thriving early on. You know, we mentioned some of the football as well with Aaron Rodgers. Waiting on his, it's you know, the Jets are clearly waiting on his decision, and the Giants trying to figure something out with Daniel Jones. And it doesn't sound like they're close, unfortunately. As Joe Shane tried to tell Daniel Jones, nothing personal, but and it might get worse before it gets better. Hopefully, they could bridge the gap here. But if Jones's agency wants more than 45 million a year, and the Giants don't value him anywhere near that, he's going to get tagged. And because he gets tagged, Saquon Barkley likely going to be playing elsewhere. That's the worst-case scenario right now for the Giants. Franchise tag for Jones, Barkley playing elsewhere. 
The best case scenario is they work something out with Daniel Jones where they're not paying him over $45 million a year, which is ridiculous. And they can then have the flexibility to bring Barkley back at their price. Antonio is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Antonio? Shout what's going on, baby? How are you, Antonio? Uh, doing good, doing good, man. Yo, real quick. So I heard the jinx thing before I get to get to my point. I heard the jinx thing, and um, I felt like it was more of an omen than anything else. It's like the guy who gets the World Series tattoo before you win the World Series, and then you're like, you're like, damn, we're not going to win it. But that had nothing to do with you. It had more, more so everything to do with the Mets and Max Scherzer, uh, and Chris Bassett blowing it, but it, it, it just it just added on to more things like of what could have went wrong. So that comment, because you're 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 a face of New York sports out here, so well, I get it. I I appreciate it, Antonio, and I get it. But you have to understand, first of all, it's not a predetermined thing. In that moment, the Mets were up, they were up ten and a half games. The Braves looked yeah. dead, and like I I almost was like, well, who doesn't think the division is over? And because, yeah, of course, and even when I initially said it, nobody made a big deal. But then the Braves go on their winning streak and started to close the gap a little bit, and then people started to make a big deal of it. So it was the perfect storm. But uh, but come on, you want to make fun of me for it and say it was stupid to say That's a different story than saying I actually had something to do with them losing the the division. I did not. Unfortunately, I don't work for the team. Otherwise, I'd be getting paid like some of those guys do. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. So real quick, so I got two points. One about the WBC and the NFL rules. So the WC, so I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. Uh, I go to Puerto Rico often. I have family out there. Uh, I plan on starting a business out there, yada, yada, whatever. But um, so I watch the Puerto Rican uh, Winter Leagues every winter. I watch the Caribbean Series. And the Caribbean Series is exactly what you're talking about as far as minor, uh, minor league players playing for their country where it's the winners of each winter league in, in this uh, Latin American countries that play each other. So we already see this. We already see the minor league guys play. We already see the AAA guys play. So the opportunity to see guys like Frankie Lindor play, Edwin uh, Diaz, Fitch, Javi Baez, Yadi and Molina, like the last WBC we had was amazing. Well, Puerto Rico went undefeated, so we lost to the U.S. Uh, in the end. And for so much of us, especially when we play against uh, Dominican Republic, like, there's so much rivalry, especially in New York and the Bronx with friends and stuff like that. It's a really big thing. Right. It's a really big thing. And I, I feel like there should be maybe a clause saying, hey, if you get, you're going to the WBC on your own volition, that we're not, we're not going to, we're not here responsible if you do get hurt over there. But then you look at a guy like, when we talk about injuries, you look at a guy like Jack and Lux, who just towards MCL, he's done for the season in spring training. Mm-hmm. It can happen anywhere. As you know, I mean, Aroldis Chapman apparently fell down and, um, you know, broke his face. Uh, I don't know how that's possible, but injuries happen anywhere. And you're right, Antonio. Like, people like yourself, fans that get behind their country, that have their patriotism, they are into it. I'm not not saying, like, I don't like the country or care. It's just not, like, I've always cared more about the Mets. To me, they're two separate things. So I understand why people love the WBC and are passionate about their country being represented by the players that are from their country. Like, it's, it could be very cool, but I just don't want it to have any impact on Major League Baseball, and it does, or it could potentially have impact on it. And, 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 and I, I do feel that sentiment. I'm a, I'm a Mets season ticket holder, 20-game package. Uh, but, you know, this happens one every four years. You know what I mean? So, so to me, it's like... If something was to happen, I cross my fingers. It doesn't happen, but it's once every four years. It's not. It's not something that happens every year. 
you know, so it is like my Olympics, essentially, when you see all these people get up or like for the World Cup. This is, for me, the WBC has become like a World Cup for me. You yeah, know what I mean? That's yeah. I know I respect that. I, you know what? Maybe I, I wish I cared enough about it. I Because I, I do love baseball. I wish I cared enough. I just, and I don't know why I don't. So you're saying it's just because you've always been um, prideful about your country and, and watching players from there? Like, you know, I never cared about where any player was from or anything. As long as they played for my team or were good, that's that's something that I cared about, not where they were from. Yeah, well, yeah. but when it comes to the Mets, I, I mean, whoever plays for the Mets, wherever you're from, I don't care. As long as you perform, you know, that's all that matters. But, but there is, you know, the countryside behind it as far as um, – you know, whether it comes to boxing or stuff like that, hmm. you know, it's nice to represent. And I played rugby uh, for 15 years. I, I represented Puerto Rico on rugby, uh, playing internationally. So, so you know, I had that experience, and, and it's an amazing experience. But uh, moving on for that real quick, off the, off the, um, the rule changes, one thing I will say, the whole, I love everything that's going on, um, but the one thing I will say, I think that the pitch clock should be 20 seconds all the way around, regardless if there's runners or no runners. The 15 it was a little bit rush, and and I just want to know what do you think about them tweaking that maybe by uh, you know midseason? Maybe I know Carlos Carrasco, who started yesterday for the Mets, said that he felt rushed. I, that's the number one thing that I don't want. And thank you for the call, Antonio. Appreciate checking in. Good insight there into the WBC. And by the way, I didn't say that anybody couldn't care about it. Just to reiterate, before I just said that I don't necessarily care about the results for whatever reason. I'm just not not into it. Maybe this year will be different. Maybe I'll watch it and, and enjoy it. But I don't have a rooting interest. I don't care if I'll root for players I like. I don't care if it's the U.S. or the Dominican or a PR. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter to me. But Carlos Carrasco said that he felt rushed. And it's the number one thing that I would look to prevent if I'm, base, if I'm Major League Baseball. I don't want to feel rushed. Whether it's the pitcher feeling rushed, the batter feeling rushed, I don't want the game, which is supposed to be a timeless game, I don't want that feeling rushed. So that's a potential problem. Now, you're trying to speed up the game and the pace of play, but you also don't want to make it feel rushed. It's a very delicate balance. Maybe they do decide to eventually go to 20 seconds. I don't know how that's going to work out. I would think right now, this year, these rules that are in place right now are going to be the rules moving forward this year. No change until potentially next offseason. I don't think you're going to see, and I don't know, but I don't think you're going to see in-season tinkering with this stuff. But it's going to be a work in progress. You know, there's it's crazy because we're, you know, last year we dealt with the lockout. Trying to get excited for the season, then the lockout, and then, you know, the, the rush to get ready and all that stuff. This year, you just want to be excited about the Yankees. You want to be excited about the Mets. And then you have the WBC, and you have all these rule changes. There's an unknown element going into this season. I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know how it's going to feel. Am I going to like it? I don't know. Am I going to hate it? Not sure. Trying to keep an open mind about it. but I don't know how it's going to play out. I definitely, though, I would rather not feel rushed and have the game you know, be three-plus hours 
than have the game be two and a half hours and feel rushed watching it. Eric is calling from Yonkers. Good morning, Eric. Hey, good morning. Sal, right? Yeah, what's up, Eric? Hello. Hi, Eric. Sal Sal here. Yep, how are you? All right, anyway. uh, I was trying to call you. uh, I I listened to you and Keith. You know, you and Keith. I like the 10-hour show, 5 and 5. Appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, both of you guys are great. Anyway, uh, you ain't going to be the first game, Yankee game, I ever went to. What year? I'm I'm old, but guess what year? 1945. No, not that old. 1952. 1952. My mother was pregnant, and I I was in, in her stomach. There you go. So I wasn't that far off. I went to a Yankee game. My father told me that. And for some reason, I remember that. Interesting. Anything else you got to share with us? Uh, Yeah. Uh, This, uh, you know, these Yankees and the Mets, uh, I know you don't like to talk baseball, you know, but this baseball, baseball's coming. The, the, The Mets are spending a lot more money than the Yankees. And uh, I think the Mets will be doing. I'm a Yankee fan. I, uh, I, I was, yeah, I know. I, I know. In, you had a game in, in the womb in '52. How could you not be a Yankee fan? Not only were you, and thank you for the call. Not only were you at a game in the womb in 1952, you remembered it. So of course you're a Yankee fan. But I appreciate you checking in, and Keith and I appreciate your support. Raheem is calling from Harlem. What's up, Raheem? Hey, how you doing, Sal? Good. How are you, Raheem? Good morning. Ain't not much. Um, quick question. Mm-hmm. If these reports are for real about Danny Jones getting over $45 million, the Giants better um, put him on a short lease with the um, the franchise tag, see if anybody want to bite and get the two first-round picks. Yeah, I doubt anybody would uh, sign Daniel Jones uh, in exchange for two first-round picks, but they will franchise tag him. So he'll make like $34 million because he can't make $45 million with the six quarterbacks that's making that already right look, now. Look, $45 million is insane. Uh, Daniel Jones <laughs> and his new, new agency, he's got to be kidding me. I mean, does he really think he's going to get over $45 bucks? Come on, dude. If I'm the Giants, I, I tell him, you know what, we love you, but take a hike, $45 million. I think Craig said it the best last week. What are you going to get, $3 million for a touchdown? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, now it's a different story if if I'm the Giants and that's what the Giants are going to do. Joe Shane, Joe Shane is not an idiot. So if I'm the Giants, yeah. this is what they're going to do. I would tell him, look, this is what you want. You think you're worth that? We think you're worth this. So how about this? We're going to put the franchise tag on you. Go out there and prove it again. And, exactly. and not even prove it again. Go out there and be better than what you were last year. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, they're gonna lose Saquon. Well, that's the problem. See, it's not yeah. it's not the worst thing <laughs> if you franchise tag Daniel Jones. However, yeah. the collateral damage would be Saquon Barkley because he probably won't be coming back. You can't yeah. you can't justify paying a running back that much money when you don't have a lot of money to begin with. And if they franchise exactly. Tag Jones, it, now now they have even more limitations. They're going to be in trouble. And if they lose Saquon, where do you think he'll go? Uh, that's a great question. I have no idea. Because 
he's in his prime. He's going to want to get paid, but he also probably, no, he wants to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody wants to win a Super Bowl. Is he going to yeah. go try to, you know, sign on with, um, you know, does he want to go to uh, Buffalo, which was uh, the rumors uh, recent years? I mean, you got to see how things sh- shake out, though, in okay. yeah, in free agency here, you know, once we get going next week and see what spots might be appealing to, say, Quan Barkley and what team he could go to to maybe be a finishing piece. You know, guys are going to be moving around and, and signing on with different teams, and there'll be different openings created. So I couldn't even begin to tell you where Barkley is going to go outside of the Giants. Right now, the hope and the focus is to bring both Barkley and Jones back, which is still a possibility. Yeah. I mean, right now it may seem like mm-hmm. a long shot, but it's still a possibility. And on the WBC, I'm like you. I really don't care. Yankees just gave Aaron Judge all that money. Even though he backed out, can't afford him going out there possibly getting hurt. Not only that, Raheem, and thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. Not only that, you're also like Omar Narvaez, for example. The Mets signed him to a free agent deal. He's going to be their catcher or one of their catchers. Don't you think it's important that the catcher, whoever it may be, has a good rapport with the new pitching staff he's going to be working with? And don't you think that the new catcher leaving for a few weeks to go to the WBC will impact the team negatively by not having him work with his staff and maximize his time with the staff? I don't. You can't tell me otherwise. I mean, it's pretty much common sense. So... Not only are you risking injury for an exhibition tournament that does not matter in the realm of Major League Baseball results, it just doesn't matter, but you're also spending time away from your team. could be valuable time away from your team. For what? I think that it's just a matter of If you're a fan that, I mean, it sounds weird to say. Well, I guess if you're a fan that values maybe what the players from your country do more so than what the team you grew up rooting for does, then maybe you're into it. And maybe it doesn't have to be more necessarily, but just in general. I just have never been big into the Olympics. Again, I'll watch some of it, especially the Winter Olympics. I think it could be entertaining. But there's a difference between watching something for the entertainment value of it and the story of it. Oh, yeah, that's a nice story. Good for them. Versus caring about the results. And I just don't care about the results. Matter of fact, I couldn't even tell you the players that are on these teams. Like, I had no idea that Matt Harvey was on Team Italy until the other day where I saw the picture of him and Piazza get tweeted out there. I couldn't tell you who's on the USA team or any other team. I know some of the Mets are going to participate in it. Couldn't tell you where they're all going. I just, I don't know. I get why some people like it. It's just not for me. To each his own. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. On the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call on this Friday morning. Whatever it is that you want to discuss as we get closer and closer to Major League Baseball games that actually matter. And we get closer and closer to World Baseball Classic games that don't really matter, but some people do enjoy those games. So we have that going on. You've got, obviously, the Knicks, who have been red hot. Seven straight wins, looking to make it eight straight. They'll take on the Heat tonight in Miami. Look to keep it going and continue to climb in the Eastern Conference. Rangers, in the debut of Patrick Kane, lost last night at the Garden in what was, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a, not a learning curve, but it's some time to get acclimated here with the new lines with Patrick Kane and, you know, his addition to whether it's, uh, you know, the top line or whether it's the power play line. So there'll be some time there. Plus, the Rangers are shorthanded right now without Keandre Miller. Uh, who's suspended, and Ryan Lindgren as well. The quarterback situation always going to be a topic, at least for the next couple of weeks, you would think. Rodgers, we're waiting on him to make his decision, or at least the Jets are. I think we all are, but the Jets specifically. And the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones. It seems like Daniel Jones thinks he's worth $50 bucks. Sure. One not awful year, and the guy thinks he's worth over $45 million. I mean, I'd be embarrassed to ask for that much if I performed at that level. Stuart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stuart. Hey, good morning, Sal. How's it going? How are you, Stuart? Uh, let's, let's talk some hockey. Let's talk about the uh, with the Rangers. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very, very uh, just disappointed in, in, uh, in uh, what happened with uh, Patrick Kane's uh, debut. You know, Sal, you mentioned it about the, uh, the the power play. They had so many opportunities and it just, just uh, couldn't cash in. Yeah, that's the problem. But remember, it's the first night with that unit together. So they need time to gel. They'll be just fine. You got to give them, unfortunately, it's going to take a couple of games, if not maybe a couple yeah. of weeks. And, and, now, and now, that, now, that, now that they're going to have to face the Bruins, they, they scored seven goals. So that, that, that defense is going to need a lot of work. And, and when, when Tyler Mark got injured, uh, you know, due to that, that dirty, that dirty uh, play, there was like no support for, from, from our top players. 
Well, what do you, you know, what do you want to be done in that spot? You know, after that happened, and it was a very dirty play. But what do you want to happen? I mean, Ryan Reeves isn't there to go take a run at somebody. I know, I know. We, we, we need a we need, we need a player like 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 a Brandon Prost or no, or, it's or, it's or, not going to happen. I mean, look, with Lingren out, especially they got to get Lingren back. But this, the Rangers are built the way that they are now. That's not changing. There's no cap space. This is it. This is the team. Yes, and the but but um, but uh, with, with 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 three minutes left, Sal, did you have a problem uh, with Galan pulling the goalie? It's too early. Um, I mean, I did think because it was. It, it, I did think it was a little early, but I do trust Gallant. And that, what are you going to do? You nitpick in. What do you want him to wait till two minutes no, left? No, no, no. I because there was nobody able to get back to to prevent that that goal. With the uh, I, uh, I understand it, but I'm saying what what would I mean? At some point, you're going to pull the goalie, right? Yes. Okay. So, at what time do you think would be okay to pull the goalie? Okay, but so we're talking about the difference of a minute. So he thought that maybe it'd be okay to go a little bit earlier. You know what? It didn't yeah. work out. It happens. He took a chance right there, maybe thinking the Rangers needed three. Hey, look, by the way, the Rangers with the man advantage all night were awful. So maybe he thought yeah. he needed yeah. more. You know what I mean? They didn't get anything done on the power play. Yeah, they, 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 that, that power play needs a, a lot of work. It's a, a lot a lot of work needs to be done on there. And 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 Sal, you mentioned with with the chemistry of Patrick Kane, it's it's gonna it's gonna take some time, and uh, I just hope, I hope it's only for the best. <laughs> well, and they will, Stuart. They'll be fine. Thank you for the call. I mean, I, I feel your angst. I understand it. We appreciate you checking in. Frustrating night at the Garden. Got to beat the Senators. And the debut of Patrick Kane did not go the way that anybody would have wanted it to go. But he admitted to being nervous. Panarin even said he was a little nervous. They're trying to gel and work together. It probably would have been better off to have Kane make his debut on the road. Sometimes there's a reason why teams do that. And you saw maybe a little bit of it last night. Why? I mean, it was a playoff-like atmosphere. Standing room only. Tickets were priced the way postseason games were priced last year. And it wasn't because Derek Broussard was back in town. It was to see Patrick Kane. And he knows that. They know that. There was a lot of pressure there. And not only the pressure, but just trying to get all on the same page. Trying to be too nice. Too many passes as opposed to shooting the puck. Shoot it! Shoot the puck! Shoot the puck! That's one of my favorites at the Garden. Or any hockey arena. Shoot it! Shoot the damn puck, will you? But too many passes, and you that's clearly guys thinking as opposed to just going out there and being in, instinctual. And they're doing it because they're thinking they want to be nice. You don't want to be too selfish with the new teammate. But they'll be fine. They have plenty of time. Oh, maybe not plenty of time, but they have enough time to gel before the postseason. Chris is calling from Beacon. Good morning, Chris. That did not sound like Stuart from, from Brooklyn. <laughs> I know. You never, it was a different spelling, so I thought I had uh, had an inkling that it might not be the Stuart in Brooklyn. Well, that is Stuart from Brooklyn. You're off. That's how he talks to other hosts. <laughs> he talks sports. Um, so, Sal, you may not, you may not jinx the, the Mets, but you definitely jinxed my life this week. You personally affected my life this week. So I would say that you did jinx that. Well, I, I don't know about jinx, but yes, I had an impact. Now, that you could blame me on because I had something to do with it. My yeah. words did not have anything to do with the Mets losing the division. However, my words maybe had something to do with what goes on in your household. Now, what happened exactly? I, 
well, I didn't have a home-cooked meal since Monday night. Now, now, I will say that I think that that's your fault because you compared your wife's cooking to White Castle. Yes, no, but that's the thing. It was, it was, a, it was a misunderstanding. It was a, what's it called, uh, uh, out of context. I was trying to think of the word sliders, and the only thing I could think of a little burgers was White Castle. Ah, and then, okay. And now then I got pro- it. And, th- and then it goes deeper in that. Now, because I'm thinking back to all the years, why did she get so mad about this? My wife had White Castle one time with me four, no, five years ago because uh, we were one with a friend of mine, his family down, you know, where the White House was in the area. And I'm like, yes, you have to try White Castle. I went there. I got like 10 sliders and all this. I got her four. So, listen, you can eat these quick. She took one bite, spit into napkins. It's the most disgusting I ever had in my life. <laughs> so she probably remembers that. Uh, like, that's why I took her fence, like, this is not White Castle. Man. I was trying to think of the word. That sliders. doesn't sound like White Castle to me either, man. I remember enjoying the I, hell out of White Castle. Great. Yeah. And then I think about it, I'm like, you know, it's not that good. But maybe it was better when I was in my twenties. But I don't know. So maybe she thought like that. But I think maybe, I might have to get White Castle this weekend. I mean, between you talking about it all week, it Eric and Ron Kakama a couple weeks ago or last I week. I think I do want it now. But, no, I, I don't even want to bring this up around her. Um, I don't know if that, if that was the circumstance. And then this whole snow situation. But my whole week sucks since Saturday. Did you watch the Avatar movie? Yes, we did. Loved it. I, I loved it. It was great. But I was losing my mind. I never sat for three and a half hours. I took my son. My wife is at work. She didn't, she refused to go to this. She's going to wait till it comes out or watch it at home. So my someone begging me. So I waited. There was only two people in the theater. And you have a nice theater. You got the stadium seats. Nice. But I was losing my mind, Sal, for three and a half hours. I, I, I was looking at my, I, I looked at my phone so many times, like, it's only been an hour and 15 minutes. I got another two hours of this. <laughs> but <laughs> well, it was great, but I couldn't. I'm, you know, well, if, I'm it was, if, it, if it was I'm that great, around. if it was that great, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have been looking at your phone, checking the clock. It if was good. I was just wanted to see how far this went on. Yeah, it was, was long. Like, oh. But it was a long movie. And then, you know, I'm asking my wife all week. I said, okay, she's at work. And, and the whole snow schedule screwed us all up. So I was like, okay, what am I picking anything up for, for dinner that you're going to cook? And she said, no, tonight, last yesterday, it was pickle Chinese food. All right, today, was, uh, go, get some, uh, go get something to pizza place. So I don't know if this really affected her. You no, know, you're in the doghouse. I'm in a bad situation right now. So I asked her, are you cooking? Good? Oh, I'm off tomorrow night. She works tomorrow when she's getting home. She said, yeah, I'm going to you know, give you some stuff. Go pick up some stuff in the grocery store. So I said, you're going to cook tomorrow night? Please. All and? Right, so, so, yeah, I guess. Okay. Right, now, well, good. So you're out of the dog. You'll be out of the doghouse. So hey, then, look, your lesson learned. Don't come on the radio and say something stupid. Sal. So I, th- I think a lot of stupid things. Yeah. So now, so now um, I'm thinking all day today. Um, I was like, all right, you know what? I want, I want to get back to my music production, right? I want to start doing this. I've been like on a 12-year hiatus of this stuff. And I went to school for engineering, all that stuff. You produce music? I've been making like I'm making beats since I was 15 years old. A friend of mine. You know, wow, look at that! And I went to school for it, all this stuff. You know, just to do my mixing and all that stuff. But then I had my son, so it's 12 years, 13 years. I've been like on hiatus, not really doing much. So my friend came. Why do I feel said, like I'm your therapist all of a sudden? I, I thought you used to call and talk. Well, you're really good at this stuff. Yeah. I know. And I say, you know what? I say, stop using inspiration, man. All the hmm. stories that yeah, you know, and that. With the freaking Rocky thing the other day, oh like, yeah, I don't care, who knocks you down, get up and do what you you, know, you gotta do, right? So I'm thinking all this stuff, and I'm thinking, I, you know, my friend told me last time he said, "Yo, you got this new piece of equipment, you have to look into it." I said, "Look, I'm old now, I don't want to deal with this stuff, man. I'm, I'm done with this stuff." So I finally thought today, I'm going to look into it. I had a rough week. I'm tired as hell right now. So I finally look into this. I'm on Guitar Center. I'm looking at this piece of equipment. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm watching for hours. Hours is, I said, you know what? I'm pulling the trigger. I'm buying this thing tomorrow. 
$1,300. Whoa. Like, no, yeah. So I said, all right. And I explained to my wife when I come home. She told me like eight years ago, I told her I want to get back into it. She said, yeah, do it, do it. So I'm all ready, right? She gets home. I get the piece of stuff. This is, I don't know if this is the doghouse or not, Sal, but I don't know if this is, you know, hopefully she changed her mind this one, but it came on. I'm all hype. I'm right. All right, Jessica. So, you know, I was telling you about this a couple years ago. I want to, you know, I want to get back to music production. So I found this piece of equipment. I want to start making my music again. She goes, Chris, you're 40 years old. Silver. <laughs> Shot down my dream, Sal. So uh. quickly. I went from. Top of the world. Imagine, imagine she knew that it was thirteen hundred bucks. Stuff. You might, I mean, she might have kicked you out spending thirteen hundred bucks on that. I know. Well, I was going to get the, the guitar center. I had the little deal. Look, I get, my, I get the little credit with them. They're going to give me the no interest. This is why. Buttons, no, no, why, why didn't you ask my advice before you went to your wife? Well, what was the advice? What were I going to do? I was, you know, well, here's, here's, I the here's the advice. Here's the advice. You buy it first, you knucklehead. Oh, yes, nuts. you buy it first, and then, and then you let her know. And then, Sal, then, then this, is, this is the other thing. So we're laying in bed tonight because I'm getting up. My, I, you know, I do like kind of your same situation. I get home. I get a few hours sleep. I get up in the afternoon a little while. She gets home at 5. We have dinner. I lay back down from like 6, 10, then go back to work. She wakes me up at 9, 30. I say, she whispered me, are you up? I said, not really. I'm trying to sleep here. What are you doing? She says, so I was just wondering, I'm back in the gym, my friend over there and stuff, and she had the Beats headphones, solo headphones. Uh, can I get these on Amazon? They're like, you know, 150 I said, you just bought the AirPod Pros for 250 just like a month ago. She said, yeah, but they're falling out of my ears at the gym. I said, so I can't buy this piece of equipment that I want to start getting into production, but you want to do this. She said, yeah, this is actually doing something, working out. You want to play with music. I said, oh, come on, man. This, I, don't, I don't know. What Chris, this, this is. is why, and thank you for the call and the story. This is me being a therapist here, and I do appreciate calling and valuing my advice because I do have a lot of it to offer. So it's not just sports talk that we do here on the Overnight Show with Sal Licata. It's everything. You need an answer for something, I am here for you. But you should have called me before this. You always buy or do first and then ask if it's something that important within reason. You know, TV Vin, who I talk about all the time, that bought that, you know, 80-inch TV right after his wife gave birth. I mean, that to me was, that was a clear no-no. Like, you can't just go buying an 80-inch TV while your wife is pregnant or, or right after she gives birth and make that a priority. That was a rookie mistake by him. However, in your scenario, Chris, you made the rookie mistake by being the nice guy. And trying to go to your wife and saying, honey, is it okay if maybe I get back into a hobby that I used to love? Instead of just doing it. You think I ask my wife if I'm allowed to spend a certain amount on some of the figures that I collect? No way. You know, like old wrestling figures or whatever it may be. There's no way. She sees the packages pile up day after day. And this is when I was in the prime of collecting, my midlife crisis. Now it's slowed down. I really don't do it anymore. But years ago. You know, five, six packages a day coming out. She's like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, oh, you know, just a little collecting here or there. You, you, I mean, we have the don't ask, don't tell policy when it comes to how much we're spending on stuff. I see the Macy's bags left and right on the porch. I see the Amazon boxes left and right on the porch. I don't say anything. She sees the eBay boxes. She doesn't say anything. Now, if I were to ask her, honey, do you think, now look, there's this figure that I've always wanted that, I had it as a kid, but I just would love to have it new in package. It's like, you know, $1,800. It's Haku, though. He was great. And this is a true story, by the way, but I didn't tell my wife, but it really did happen that I bought this figure. But imagine I go to her and say, honey, can I buy this Haku figure 
for $1,800. What do you think of that? It's something that I really wanted. What do you think she's going to say? She's gonna, How old are you? Grow up. No chance you're spending that on a doll. Mike is calling from Long Island. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Hi, Mike. How are you? Not bad. Um, I had an interesting take on somebody's new baseball rules that I wanted to see if I could get your opinion on. Sure. Um, I know what they're trying to do is try to shorten these games, you know, by adding the pitch clock and some of the rules about the batters in the batting box. But I think as a byproduct, we're going to get increased offense, which is probably going to be good for viewership overall. But sometimes those really long uh, offensive innings, when you go to the order once or one and a half times, or even sometimes two times, I feel like that could actually extend the time of the game if that's happening more often, especially if there are a lot of pitching changes involved and they have to keep going to the bullpen. So I never heard anyone really say that. So I don't know. I want to know what you thought of that kind of um, that kind of a ramification of this change. So you're saying because there's going to be more offense, there's going to be more bullpen changes, uh, more, more pitching changes where more bullpen arms will be used? Well, not, yeah, but more uh, going to the bullpen more often, but also the innings are going to be, could be longer potentially if it takes it harder to get the three outs. Right. So, so are you talking, about, you're talking about the time of game? What, what, or are you talking about the usage of pitchers? Which one are you... More so the time of games. I know that's what right. they were trying to reduce, but I don't know if the end result will be that it actually reduces well, that, the Well, the shift change was not for the pace of play or reducing the time of game. The shift change or banning the shift was to make the game, I think, more exciting, where hopefully you'd have more offense. I don't believe it'll be to a significant enough level Mike, where you see it impact the time of game. I mean, any baseball game, any inning could go off, right? I mean, that's just how it is. So the shift change maybe would lead to more offense, but I don't think that it's going to be to a point where it's some kind of ridiculous number where teams can't get out of innings now because baseball is going back to the way that it used to be. And that's that's what I had, you know, I was trying to figure out that it would be that kind of an issue, but also... There's, I've heard uh, talk about the idea that if you know with this new pitch clock now, that um, the pitchers aren't going to have as much time to set, and they might throw pitches that will get hit more easily. So I'm wondering if that would lengthen inning. Yeah, I mean, look, shift. all this stuff. I mean, Mike, honestly, I could give you my opinion, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we we're going into. And thank you for the call. Appreciate the questions. We're going into an unknown here. If pitchers feel rushed and they're throwing something that maybe they don't feel comfortable throwing or they make a mistake and hang something, yeah, I mean, it's going to be more offense. But I don't I don't feel like we're at a point where it's going to be offense overload now. This is not going to be juiced ball era, you know, home runs flying out left and right. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see a balanced game and a much better product overall than what we've seen in recent years. One thing that I thought was very interesting that Todd Zeal brought up on Baseball Night in New York the other day was the idea of the shift, right? We talk about the lack of extreme shift now and how that's going to make things better on hitters but and, and maybe make, you know, change the way the offensive approach has been. 
where it's been launch angle this and launch angle that and home run. Well, now Todd brought up the point that even more so without the shift, guys who are dead pull hitters are going to be dead pull hitters and trying to be hitting a ball out of the ballpark. Because even if they don't get any lift on it, maybe they hit it through the hole. You know, it's not like if there were anything that could make the hitters adjust their style, it would have been leaving it the way that they had it. And initially, I guess I didn't think of that. But then Todd brought it up. I was like, oh, you know what? That makes perfect sense. Because if they're shifting on you a heavy shift, the idea would be, okay, we'll hit it over the shift. But if they're not shifting on you, you still have, if you can't hit the ball the other way, you still are going to have the idea to try to hit the ball as hard as you can, you know, pulling the ball and get it in the air. And you're more likely now to get a hit if you don't succeed at getting the ball in the air as a dead pull hitter. So I don't think it's going to change the hitter's approach with the launch angle stuff. And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Got it back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Watching Robert Sala speak yesterday. I mean, everybody's, uh, you know, excited about the combine and all that stuff. But I can't take him seriously wearing that AGNB shirt. All gas, no break. I mean, dude. And I get it. That's your motto. You want to stick to it. But after the way the Jets closed the season last year, might want to hold that one off. Keep that one in the back of the rotation in the closet. Zoe, Zowie in Lakewood. What's up, dude? Uh, hey, good morning. What's up? How how do you say your name? Uh, Zoe. Zoe. Okay, got you, Zoe. What's on your mind? Yeah. Um, I was just um the uh the Knicks. You know, they they're playing very well these days. Seven seven game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Thinking they could, think they could be Boston. And the play like if it ends up coming up, let's say, make the run in the playoffs. You're talking about. Yeah, I think it's hard to sit here right now and say that I could think the Knicks could beat Boston in a seven-game series. Now, anything is possible, and the Knicks at least have a puncher's chance because of the way that Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle uh, have developed into stars and the way that their role players have been playing. But I would not sit here and say in, in good conscience that the Knicks could beat the Celtics or would beat the Celtics in a postseason series. Right. I'm just asking, like, seeing they can make, like, good, like, playoff run. Well, I mean, to make a good playoff run, what would you consider? Would that be winning one round or winning at least two rounds? Probably winning two and then getting into, like, a game, like, six or seven. Right. So let's say that they beat the Cavaliers in the first round. And uh, then they're matching up with the Celtics... Uh, would it be the Celtics or the Bucks in that spot? Bucks. It yeah. would be the Bucks, and yeah, they're not beating the Bucks, right? Oh, right, because you'd yeah. have right. I got to look at the at the bracket of how that will look out. But yeah. good, right? Also, they're they're about to beat their streak, the Bucks. You know, what streak is yeah. that? Uh, they're on like a sixteen game winning streak. But yeah, what are you talking about? Who's about to? Uh, I thought you said somebody's about. They're to... gonna get. They're gonna get the number one seed at the end of the season. Milwaukee. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would think so. Right Right now, Milwaukee is a half game ahead of Boston. But either way, I mean, you face either of those two teams in that second round. Right, so the 4-5 would play the 1-8 winner. Does it reseed in the NBA? I forget now. They've changed it so many different times. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. I, some of them recede, some of them don't. But in other words, they'll be on the same side. Let's say there was an upset where the eighth seed, for whatever reason, beat the one. Does that still stay the same, or does the top seed then take on the lower seed? But either way, the Knicks are, and they're going to be, we can't say locked in right now because they're not. They're only a game up uh, in the loss column on the Nets even. There is no reseeding. Manny tells us there is no reseeding. So let's just say that the... Hawks beat the Bucks in the first, you know, the Hawks right now are the eight spot. And I know there's the playing tournament or whatever, but let's just say the Hawks beat the Bucks and the Knicks beat the Cavs. The Knicks could beat the Hawks and get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, anything is possible. You, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Also, Brunson is probably locked up the most improved player. No? Um, Award. I don't know if he would be most improved because he was very good last year. Not to this level because he didn't, you know, get that this opportunity. The way he's playing. Yeah, I mean, the he's, way he's playing now. It's not like he played last year. Well, I mean, he did. He did have. And thank you for the call, Zoe. We appreciate checking in. He did have some good moments, especially down the stretch and in the postseason, if I'm not mistaken, with the Mavericks. But he was not the guy. He's been given an opportunity to be the guy here with the Knicks. And he's thriving. I don't know if that would be comeback player of the year. But I don't get caught in, caught up in the awards anyway. I don't necessarily care about that. Marco, so we were just talking about it with Manny. He, uh, I guess the basketball, and I lose track of the postseason because they change the format all the time in all these different sports. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, they don't reseed. So no. let, let's say that the, the Knicks are going to be, if they're 4-5, mm-hmm. going to be in the bracket of the 1-8. Right. What happens if Atlanta or Miami somehow get that eight seed and knock off Milwaukee. Unless it happened when I wasn't paying attention in the last year or so, they don't. they've never receded. Because think back to when the Knicks made that run in 99 when they were an eight seed. Right. They, they beat the Heat in the first round, one seed, played the Hawks as a four seed next round. Yeah, I don't recall all the seeding. Uh, I mean, I remember the Knicks, obviously, that right. year as a low seed, yeah. but I don't and remember. That's what, and that's how it wound up going. So they there's always been the brackets? Always with the and NBA, what about as far the NHL? as I can remember. The NHL's been reseeding? See, the NHL's and now all it's screwed totally, up. That's yeah. why. That's, I mean, you had the what, like the whales and like the you know the, the, the conferences, and it was like divisional, and then it became just straight one through eight. NFL like, obviously reseeds. NFL's always the yeah, one that I, okay. that I remember reseeding. Baseball, baseball does not. No, they just they roll out the they way it goes. They don't recede? Not that I remember. I could be wrong on that one because, again, baseball's newer with the and, extra. But they, but they keep changing it, too. Right. Um, NBA, as far as I remember, the NBA never receded. Hockey is all screwed up, so I'm not even going to go there because, again, with the Metropolitan, right. that's right. I, I hate the with the new format. Agreed. Um, NFL always receded. I, I think they were the only ones. Hmm. Top of my head, they're the only ones. Anyway, but in this scenario, like you could, you can see, you know, a Hawks team. Not that they're any good anymore, but they, I mean, they, you know, they got some ability. Miami, they could be a dangerous. And who knows with Milwaukee? Maybe they sleepwalk through the post. I don't know. I'm just trying to paint it. Or say it's Boston. I don't know. It, the point is, if the Knicks do land themselves in a favorable matchup, there they can go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Anything's possible. Uh, sure. You think Anything. it's going to be chalk? I look again, and I wind up coming off as like the, the naysayer. I think the Knicks are going to have a really hard time getting out of the first round. I don't think that they're the the favorite 
if they wind up playing Cleveland, which I would imagine is going to be the 4-5, depending on who's home and who's not. Right. That's going to be difficult enough. You tell me they get through that series, great. The idea that they can then beat whoever the one seed is or that the one seed would lose to somebody in the play-in, not buying it for a second. Look who's here at How this hour. You know, I was talking about you before, Jerry. Marco, did you see they lost on a buzzer beater? Uh, I actually have it loaded up for this update. Are you serious? I have Jerry's call loaded up for this you, update. Because you never... I had no idea that he's going to walk in the door at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hi, guys. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> but I did. So I was watching the highlights before. And this is how it all started, actually. I was at SNY, and I'm watching the Rangers, and I hear people watching a game, and they're going, oh, oh, back and forth. And I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? But I didn't care enough to figure out what it was. <laughs> I come here, and I'm watching the highlights, and I go... Oh, yeah. That's what happened. A buzzer yeah. beater. And then I know that you usually don't do Rutgers in the updates. I do not. And I don't think that you did. And now you're here to Rough. give the actual update. What happened? Uh, they played great for 39 minutes and 30 seconds. They really? Were, Here it is right now on played, SNY. When I tell you they played a great game for 39 minutes and 30 seconds. And the last, yeah, I mean, it was the last 35 seconds of this game. They hit two threes, a put back. And what was crazy about this game is they probably won because they didn't start the clock properly when Cooper touches the ball. Did they oh, review wow. that? At the there end was or no? a 14 minute review after the game. 14 See, minutes. That we part sat I there. did not know. And but they, I'm just surprised because Minnesota's been so bad. Yeah. I just assumed well, you were going to say Rutgers didn't play well. So, no, no. So Minnesota's been bad, but Minnesota's best two players had missed most of the season. Things I was unaware of. So um, that having been said, they still lost twelve straight, and they're now two Ooh. and sixteen in the conference. Um, but uh, Rutgers played great for thirty nine minutes. That's a bad loss. I was saying yeah, before, I was like, "Oh, that's going to be a rough one for Jerry." It's a rough he's one. coming here. Yeah. So now I'm more fascinated with your schedule. You did the morning show yesterday. I did, yeah, yeah. You go to Rutgers. I'm assuming get no, on the team I went to Newark. Team oh, you went, flew on your own. The team was yeah, already there. The team went Wednesday. Okay, so you fly on your own. I did. Get there, no issues. Luckily. How long is the flight? It was three hours. Because that is, you're playing with a little dicey. There. I took it, I had an 11 a.m. flight. What was the what was the backup plan if you don't do it? Color the, guys get. So I took an 11 a.m. flight. Wow. Okay. You were off the uh, air at 10? You took an 11 a.m. flight? That alone I, no, was dicey. Worked, no, no, no. I left at 9. Okay. I left at 9. All Spike right. and Gino, Gino, I were leaving at 9. And then I landed, whatever, at 2. I got there, I grabbed a piece of grilled chicken, ate it like a, a caveman, laid down for 26 minutes, took a shower, got on the bus, went to the arena, lost, <laughs> got to the charter, just landed, here we are. Ah, dude, this so, is unbelievable to me. Yeah. And now are you going to go take a nap or something? I am. Yeah, I'm going to go take a nap for a couple hours. I if this wasn't Friday, this wouldn't have been so doable. Did you see Spike tweeting? There was a tweet with Jerry before. You saw yes, it, right? I tweeted at him. Yeah, I know. So I see Jerry tweet something about the turnaround or the game, whatever. Then Spike's like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, Spike tweeted about his the podcast, podcast nights. And I'm like, wait a minute. All he does is tell me how by 8, 8.30, he's checked out for the night because he gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. I'm like, what? You're doing a podcast at 10? I'm like, go to bed at 9 o'clock. Right. So I see Spike complaining about, like, oh, the podcast nights are rough. And I just put the eyes emoji. <laughs> like, Dude, bleep off. <laughs> so yeah. Spike was here last night at, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock. I was stunned when I saw him. Was I, don't, he? I don't know what the hell he, he was does. doing. He here. works long hours. He, he staggers them. 
Sometimes he's here 4 a.m. till 4. Sometimes he's here 9 a.m. to 7. Who knows? I know he's up early. He tells me all the time. He drives yeah, he runs, in early. Like he runs every day. Really? Every day. Is yes. that like a prerequisite for the PD? <laughs> we got to have somebody that runs at 3 o'clock. But Fatso over here has got to start doing it myself. Dude, I can't. I saw the highlight. I go, oh, man, this is going to be a long one. Jerry, assuming that you were not going to miss the morning show. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> oh, you just gave me new energy now. There you're you so go. tired. I'm picking up the energy. I'm all right. I'm good. All right. Good. It's Friday. Now, does this loss impact them significantly or I no? I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Like, Every- they're going to be a tournament team, right? I would think so. They've got four or five quad one wins, which I, I, all that stuff's so bizarre, but this this loss hurts what, for what sure. What are they in the in the conference? Aren't they like around 500 or Now no? they have, they're 10 and 9 now in the conference, and, okay. and the whole conference is jumbled up between 8 and 10 losses. You got Purdue, who's got five. Then you got the bottom four. They've got ten or more, I believe, or 11, whatever it is. And they're, you know, it's nuts. It really is. And conference, nuts. when does the conference tournament start? Uh, well, for the bottom four teams, Wednesday night. So next week already? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, oh this yeah. coming week. In Chicago, yes. Yeah. And then uh, you got the rest of the teams will start Thursday, and the top four will start Friday. Oh, exciting. I yeah. a loss, but. A tough one. Yeah. That was a tough one. 14-minute review. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah, it was a. I think it was 14 minutes, and they still didn't get it right. They didn't, and you could see the frustration from the officials because I really feel like they wanted to change it, right? But but they, there's nothing they but could do. They didn't. They did not. Wow. I mean, they real. They went back and forth to FS1. Was Pykel heated three times? You know, we didn't hear his post game press conference, and because the girls were playing a Big Ten tournament game at 9 p.m., we kind of had to hustle through the post game. So we didn't have Mon like we usually do. How Not that on the night like that. What, how we always talk about. So, Coach. Yeah. What happened? I mean, those are yeah. like brutal interviews to it do. Be, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Hey, that Coach, sucked, you guys played well for 39 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, everything you did just got erased in 60 seconds. It was unbelievable. It really was unbelievable. It just happened so fast. Yeah, I couldn't believe killer. that watching the highlights. Absolutely killer. Sorry. All right, we'll get some rest. Oh, yeah. We'll hear from Jerry. <laughs> hear from Jerry. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 